Welcome to What's On Your Mind with me, Janie Rott. Well, I did it. I interviewed one of my favorite actresses, and I don't know if you can tell, but I was definitely nervous. It's not one of my most well-facilitated conversations, but that's what happens when you're a human being and you get to talk to one of your inspirations. Melanie Chandra is an engineering geek turned actress, producer, and girl mom. She's one of the stars and EPs of Comedy Central's hit movie, Hot Mess Holiday. And she's also just a really cool and funny person. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to speak with you. And I wish you the best of luck on all of your projects to come. Hey, Melanie, what's on your mind? What is on my mind? My mind is where I'm going to be living long term. Oh my gosh, I think about that daily. Because <laughs> you're right now you're in Memphis. Memphis, that's right. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm in New York City. Okay. Do you like New York? I love New York. I love okay. New York. Is, um, it's, uh, there's so many great things about it, as people know, the culture, the arts, um, the vibrancy, the diversity, but also, but the other thing is it just gets really cold and dreary in the winter. Oh, and, um, I think it's just been a little bit trickier with kids now that I have two, two little ones. We don't have to talk about that right now, but that's what's on <laughs> Well, so, I mean, my, I'm interested in knowing, is there something that has recently got you thinking about maybe wanting to move long-term and maybe that is having two kids? Yeah, I think I think it's a little tricky to live in Manhattan with young children, but of course there's just so much, so many great things about the city. Like I really do think New York, I'm biased because I've been here for like maybe 10 years now wow. on and off. I've also lived in the West Coast and I grew up in the Midwest, but I do think it is um, the best city. Yeah. In, in the world. Yeah, totally unbiased, right? Yeah, totally, totally unbiased. <laughs> I mean, for people who don't know, you are an actress, you are a model, you are a director, you are a producer. I mean, you are so many things. I don't know what you would like. I mean, I call you an artist. I don't know if you have a different yeah, I love that. label for yourself, but I'm sure with your line of work, you do get to travel a lot. Are there other places that you've visited where in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I could live here. You know what? I think the the contender is Los Angeles or oh. somewhere in Southern California. Um, for my industry, it's great, of course, but the weather is so nice there. I mean, year round. I used to live in L.A. for um, two years and then I've been back and forth a lot over the last couple of years. And when I go, there's a different sort of energy when it comes to entertainment. Right. Which is good and bad. It's bad in a way that if you're just there and let's say when you're just starting out as an actor or if you're even trying to do it for many years, um, I feel like it's very, um, it's just overwhelming the amount of people doing the same thing or trying to do the same thing. At least in New York, you can have a diversity of um, different experiences with different types of people. Yeah, I can definitely attest to many of the things that you said. I just, for two totally different reasons, went to California two weekends in a row. So I was there in Los Angeles for two weeks for a comedy festival. And then I flew back to Memphis. And then two days later, flew back to San Francisco for a wedding. And I will say that is like the most perfect 
weather that I've ever experienced in my life anywhere. It's, it's, it's amazing. I think I could live there alone just for the, just for the weather. But I also have many friends that are in the, the film industry or the theater industry, and they are more early on in their careers. And it's definitely like, it's, it's a hustle culture out there. You got to just grind until you make it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I find in New York, there's a good collaborative community of, Mm -hmm. of filmmakers and artists. And so that's really nice too. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I know, obviously, we kind of talked a little bit about the work that you do, and we totally don't need to go down that road. We can talk about other things. But um, I would also just love to know, I mean, you've done so many interesting different types of projects. I know I'm a really big fan and longtime follower of the Serena and Mel. I think back when y'all first launched on Instagram and I saw it, I was like, this is awesome. This is what brown girls need. I was so excited when I saw it. So that I know is my personal kind of favorite project that has come out from from the things that you've done. What is something that when you're looking back at your career, your portfolio, you were like, that's cool. I'm really glad that I did that. Oh, well, it was definitely Hot Mess Holiday, which (laughs) premiered in December, which was uh, kind of like the next iteration of Serena and Mel. And it was just amazing to be able to create something with your best friend, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Um, the characters, for those who aren't familiar with the movie, it revolves around two best friends and happens to be my real life best friend. And we've been working on content together for over seven years now. So it's been quite a journey. Um, we've been working on a TV show concept together. And then we made this feature film for Comedy Central and we had our hands in every aspect of filmmaking from casting to um, executive producing, wardrobe, um, acting, of course, as, as the main characters. And so it was very rewarding in that sense to be like, I made a movie and I wasn't just the actor in it. I I was a storyteller. I was the production. I was doing production. It was It was overwhelming. I'll be completely honest. But looking back, I'm I'm extremely proud we were able to pull that off. Yeah, and I saw that. And I mean, now it's showing internationally as well, mm-hmm. and in international awards. So I'm 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 so happy for you. I actually, if people are now listening to this episode, you should scroll all the way down onto your phones because Serena was actually episode like ten, I think. And so go back and yeah. listen to that one too, y'all. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely love that movie for so many different reasons. I think right. just obviously representation in itself, but seeing comedy in a way that is told from brown women that uh, is a unique storyline that we just don't see so it was really cool that you were able to do that so speaking of you having multiple roles the acting the directing the filming the writing the storytelling what's your what's like your most favorite if you have a favorite I would say acting for now um that's what I've been doing the longest and Um, I started acting because I loved finding different voices within myself um, because I grew up very conservative and was a very shy, quiet girl, but I had so much creativity. And I think finding a release in different characters and learning about different aspects of myself and finding ways to connect to other people, audiences or fellow actors, it's very fulfilling to me. It, it just, it just feels really good and it feels right. Um, the writing I'm continuing to explore more and I'm very 
driven to do more original projects. Just from um, a producing and writing perspective, A, we all have stories we want to tell. And I think being a South Asian person behind the camera, I can open whatever I can do to open doors for other South Asian voices would be really fantastic. But it just, you know, Serena and I are both doing what we can to, to open those doors and create our own projects. And I think like with Never Have I Ever or any of Mindy Kaling's work, you know, she's putting South Asian women at the forefront and that's showing Hollywood that we can be leading ladies, right? And we can be writers and producers and directors. So we, we want to continue continue that mission yeah and that we can be funny and (laughs) funny (laughs) absolutely and hot and sexy like there's so many adjectives that it's like it was so taboo to be all these things and now it's like no look now it's okay (laughs) yeah totally I get it you know you talked about being able to tell a story when when you're both a writer but also you know an actor I think that's one of my favorite reasons of why I got into theater I always tell people you know when you when I think about theater training and things like that. Sometimes rehearsals just felt like therapy to me because it was like Mm -hmm. so much self-work has to be done. Um, I'm personally very passionate about mental health. So I always like to kind of pick other people's brains when they come on here. What's kind of your connection to mental health? When I was just starting out my career, my acting career, this was about 10 years ago. And I was working a kind of doing what you were doing. I was, I had a full-time day job, but then I was doing all of these artistic or creative things in the evenings and the weekends. And I was doing that for about a year and a half where I was working like 60 hours a week as a, uh, a corporate consultant, not super passionate about what I was doing. Um, but I was doing it. It was a great paycheck. And of course I was learning a lot and I love living in New York city. Um, but the other, with the other stuff, I just became more and more alive. And I was really, like you said, finding my voice and uh, learning a lot about myself and just finding connection. And, um, but I was so torn with the choice of which path to choose. Kind of like I'm torn right now, where are we going to live, you know, long-term? I mean, I'm not so stressed about it as much, but back then I was like, this is a pivotal point in my life and I can't do both. I'm going, I'm going nuts. I'm going crazy. Um, And I think my body answered the question for me. So I wouldn't say it's particularly a mental health issue, but what happened is the day before I was supposed to fly out for a six month long engagement in somewhere in the Midwest, I think it might've been Detroit in the middle of the winter. And I was so stressed because I had all these great acting things I was starting to get involved with. And I was also part of a dance company. And I was like, wow, I have to, I have to stop all of this, but I don't want to. Um, what should I do? And the next morning I showed up to work and I had a grand mal seizure. Oh. I just in front of, and it was, it was crazy because it was a, it was like a, a training session for all of our analysts. There was like 40, 50 of us in our class. And I just, I had a seizure and I woke up in the hospital and they um, did all the tests and they found out that I had epilepsy. Oh, wow. And so I've been under medication ever since for it. But basically I tell you the story because my body told me that I just, I can't do both. 
and uh, I had to pick one. And so I gave my company my notice that I'd be leaving. And by that time I had saved up some money and I had inroads in the entertainment world, leads with agents and all of that. And my company wished me all the best. And they were like, if you want to come back at any given point in time, you always have a place. Um, so that was really, really nice. But yeah, yeah, my body, my body told me. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, and I'm also glad that you got the signal you needed to follow your heart. Wow. I started having panic attacks when it was getting closer and closer for me to go to medical school. And that was like, that was my body telling me, maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe don't go through <laughs> with medical school. So I, had, I, I feel had, you. <laughs> and that's, that's scary. You feel so helpless. Yeah. Yeah. How was, um, how was your, your family support kind of during that time? I'm, I don't, I don't want to make assumptions coming from an Indian family, but oh, I'm, sure. I'm curious to know how your experience was with that. Sure. My parents are very supportive mm. and I think that's because my dad always had larger creative dreams for himself and he was living, he grew up in India. And when he was living there, he would play the drums with his neighbors all the time. And his dad's like, no, you have to stop drumming. You should, you know, focus on a career and raise money and provide for the family. And he had three younger brothers. So that's what he did. And Growing up, I would always see his affinity for music, but, you know, he was working full time as well as trying to get, you know, his, his master's degree and just wearing all the hats and shuttling us back and forth between cheerleading and karate and piano lessons and dance and all <laughs> yeah. that. And he just, he supported it. Right. Yeah. And after I graduated college and I moved to New York and I was working um, at my job and I started doing little things on the side and I would I'd share that with them. And my dad like, wow, this is so great. You look beautiful. This is so sweet. And I, my first independent film, he like flyered the doors in our neighborhood. Oh, man. My daughter's going to be in a movie. <laughs> um, so it was very sweet. But my parents, they did give me a lot of, not a lot of warnings, but they were a little bit scared because they didn't know anybody in this industry. And I see it on the other side now. It's apparent, like, what do you know, we don't know anything about it. It seems a little risky. How are you going to support yourself? Um, how are you going to get health care? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I think I was like, yeah, I was the early 20s. And I was like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't worry, I'm healthy. It's going to be okay. And then of course, a month later, I didn't have health insurance. I got like this weird, I don't know. It was like some weird infection here. My whole cheek swelled up. And so I had to go to a, a doctor and pay for this treatment out of pocket. So. Oh no. So my parents are right, but yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful. They're super proud. And I did promise them because we were really concerned about student loans and how I was going to pay that back. And I was like, don't worry, I promise you I'm going to make it and I'm going to pay back all of my loans by myself. Hmm. It took me a while, but I paid them back. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And, and so do you foresee you at any point 
putting signs all over your neighborhood that says your kids are in a movie or do they have, or do they have other passions? <laughs> well, I mean, they're so, so young right now. So it's working <laughs> out. Like one's, you know, 14 months. Uh, she's really excited about sharing. She loves handing things to you and saying thank you. So that's cool. And then the other one's four and she's really into superheroes. She's, uh, yeah, she's into sports and she loves Spider-Man. She hasn't even gotten into princess thing yet. So she's very, and she loves building things. Um, I have no idea, but they're going to be when they're older. I think our, my older one would be a really good lawyer because she is such a good negotiator ever since she started talking. It's, um, it's really frustrating, but it's, it's, it's a really good quality, right? Yeah. That's funny. I think my sister is now a lawyer and I think looking back, she's eight years older than me. Now I'm like, there's so many things that that now makes sense looking back. I'm like, you were always a lawyer. You at 12 right. years old, you were a lawyer. <laughs> right. All right. It's time for a quick break. And let's get back to it. Oh my goodness. And I and I saw that you were uh recently at an award show um in New York. Um yeah. and I and I'm guessing, you know, like you said, being in New York, you're kind of in that industry, you're around the vibrancy, you are you're so close to being able to go to, you know, all these events and similarly with, with Los Angeles, if there was a place that wasn't LA or wasn't New York, I'm like going back to your initial question, right, right. somewhere that even if it wasn't, you know, if the industry wasn't so much present somewhere where you were just like, yeah, this place is just really cool. Or there's like a lot of adventure or somewhere that's equally like cultural and vibrant. Well, again, I'm a little biased. Um, <laughs> But uh, Chicago, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I never really, I never lived in Chicago, but I visited a bunch of times and even Hot Mess Holiday filmed in Chicago over the summer. Um, If you can get over the cold, just like if you can get over the cold in New York City, it's just such a great, it's such a great city, especially in the summer. It's so festive and people are remarkably nice. Um, People, you know, I, I got feedback recently from someone in the PR game or whatever was just like, you are too nice. And I was like, I'm a Midwest, like I grew up in the Midwest. I don't know how to not be like hospitable and nice to people because that's what was rewarded growing up. It's just what you do. You're not, if you know, people frown upon you, if you're selfish or self-centered or you do all these things, it's like, you just, you're just nice in the Midwest. And so when I go to Chicago, people are just nice. And it's really clean for the cleaner than New York City, I would say. It's still a city at the end of the day, but great restaurants and, and nightlife and music festivals and comedy and uh, just good people all around. Yeah. And my family, my family, my family's out there. I have a brother and his family. They have two kids as well. And then my parents, they're all out there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I lo- I do love Chicago. Um, one of my best friends from college lives there and I, I visited her a few times. Most of the times it's been summer and spring. And then one time I made the horrible mistake to go visit her in December. And I happened to be there on like the historical coldest day ever in history. <laughs> <laughs> like girl, I'm never coming to visit you in the winter ever again. Yeah, that's, it's brutal. That's cool. I, the reason I asked this is because I just love traveling. And like I mentioned me and my partner sometimes think about that too. So I also just, he's a very much a, 
a city person. He is from like Boston and Atlanta. And then for me, I've lived in a big city. I lived in Washington, DC, but other than that, I've kind of grown up in smaller cities. So Memphis to me is like, oh, I'm in the big city. (laughs) Right. Um, right. So sometimes we kind of think about that of just like, you know, is this a big enough city to to make your heart happy? And I don't know. I don't know. One day we'll see. (laughs) I'll ask you the same question. Where would you go? Oh, interesting. So we both also really like Colorado. It would be farther Mm -hmm. from both of our families though, but, um, there's, you know, there's nature there. The weather's pretty good. And I think we could avoid it not being super cold. Like if we don't go high in altitude, maybe, I don't know. Um, California, we did like, but it might just be a little bit too far from our family. Our family is on over on the East coast. Um, and my, my sister now actually, cause she, I mentioned she's eight years older than me. It's taken for me to reach the age of 30 for us to now live again in the same city. So that's, okay. that's, that's also a big part of what's keeping me, keeping me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, we love traveling. We, we do a lot of international travel. Love to travel. Been to, I think Tokyo is one of my favorite places oh, cool. and, um, you know, various parts of Italy and France and, uh, we recently did a family trip. We went to went to the Caribbean, so that was really cool. Just like a beach getaway for the family, but it's kind of um, a pain in the ass to travel with young kids. So <laughs> not not easy, but totally totally worth it. At the end of the day, if you've got nothing else, you have to just be like, I'm not doing any work because you'll just stress out. You like it's just 24 seven. It's just like with the kids on there, protect me, just doing everything. So uh, it's a it's a joy at the end of it, but it is it is a lot of work. Lot yeah, of work. I was actually going to ask that of just in between both parenting and also like as an artist and a storyteller, having so many different roles um, in what you do is do you ever have time to really just take take any time for yourself? And it sounds like maybe sometimes kind of. <laughs> maybe sometimes if I, if I have a chunk of the day or a spare hour, I'll just go walking outside. I just love walking or I've gotten back into working out, going to the gym, uh, yoga, spinning, but it's like, I really have to schedule it and then commit to it. Yeah. And I try to treat, you know, going to, to work out every Thursday at, you know, noon or one is like an appointment for me. So I don't, so I can schedule around it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I get really tired and I need to sleep and I I just have to be aware I can't do everything that I want all at once. But, you know, sometimes work is slower than others and I'm able to do more things around the house. And then sometimes things get really busy and I have to shift my priorities a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to what you've talked about before of listening to your body. I think that that's, that's key for sure. And I'm the same way. I have to put in my calendar, like eat lunch, relax. Like I have (laughs) relax in my calendar (laughs) (laughs) and I'll do it. I'll do it. If it's in my calendar, (laughs) is there anything else you just want to share with my listeners or words of advice or just any closing thoughts? Well, thank you for doing what you do. I think it's so, I guess my advice to anybody that's well, anybody is just when you do have time off and you're trying to learn a trade or a craft or just learn more about yourself, it's always good to listen to podcasts or audiobooks and just hear other people's journeys. I wish I had done that more when I was growing up um, or even in my earlier on in my acting career. I didn't really have any mentors, but if I, I feel like 
it would only add value to have listened or read more interviews instead of, you know, making certain mistakes along the way. So kudos to you for what you're doing. And I hope, you know, hope people listen to more things like this. Oh, thank you. Me too. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're listening, uh, share this episode with your friends and thank you, Serena. Oh my gosh, just call you Serena. Thank you, Melanie, <laughs> for being on the show. I'm now thinking Serena and Mel. Thank you're you, Melanie. We are one I also, I should say, I, I love that you're best friends in real life too. That makes my heart yeah. so happy. <laughs> yeah. I just got off the phone with her like an hour ago. Aww. We're working on some stuff. So. Oh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations for everything that you do. And thank you for being you. And thank you for inspiring so many of us. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow all of the things. Thank you to all the supporters and sponsors of What's On Your Mind. Check out jannyrod.com for my latest updates. Well, friends, until next week.